welcome back to Cole America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here today. I'm going to start out right where you all want me to start out. What you've all been thinking about, and that's T-Town Dartley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, Coleman, the season's over. The tips are, yeah, well, I want to congratulate Meat. He uh, won the singles league. Defeated Eddie in the final. There's still a couple of games to decide third, fourth, fifth, sixth place, that stuff. But uh, Meat won it, and uh, man, he's good. He beat me 4-3 to three in the regular season. He was up 3-0. I battled back on him. Uh, but, man, he's good. So, that's a... Uh, hmm. Kudos to him. Eddie Eds also beat me during the season, so nice to see them in the finals. I hate it. I, I'd hate it if it was somebody I beat, you know, and then they went on to win it. That drive me nuts. But fortunately, there was only one of those in the playoffs. So <laughs> anyway, uh, we do have the All-Star Tournament coming up November 22nd. It'll be at 7 p.m. at the Red Shed. Uh, if you're not sure the location of that, I don't really know how you found the podcast because I think everybody knows what that is. Uh, here's the seedings for it. All right, now this is this is interesting. Uh, I'm the one seat, you know, as the MVP, MVP, MVP. Thanks, guys. Uh, as the MVP, I'm the one seed, and the eight seed is set. <laughs> that right there should tell you the depth of this tournament and how ridiculously tough it's going to be. Uh, the four or five matchup will be Steven. We all remember two seasons ago him going on that incredible run in this tournament and winning it against David that won the singles league last season. The 3-6 matchup, Keon against Meat. Keon in his house at home, getting the home game. This was voted on, by the way. Uh, the All-Star Tournament, the eight people that make it, they each have a vote. Majority wins. And we vote on where it's where it's held. So, in case you were curious as to why they're getting hosted, it wasn't just me picking. Although, I have played there once or twice, and I, I'm okay with it. Mm. Meat, like I say, just won the singles league. He's no stranger to winning tournaments and being there. And then uh, the 2-7 matchup, Eddie Eds is the two seed. Hill and Meat played the finals last year. For the life of me, I can't remember who won that. But uh, it was here at Unique. And uh, they also played in the finals of the Scott Harless tournament. Um, and then Drew Rhodes as the seventh seed. Man, Drew, Drew's a great player. And uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. Him and Eddie are teammates. You got three of them from the three-time defending champion Nocturnal Tavern on there. And then... Uh, Set the key on also from Third Dark Magic and uh, Outer Red Shed. David coming in from Wheelhouse. Uh, Meat coming in from Nocturnal. And myself from Unique. So this will be a, that, that'll be an interesting tournament. The following Tuesday, November 29th, that is Dark Prom hosted here at Unique, but it will be played at every bar on the strip. So it's not like it used to be where. You know, one bar that's hosting it gets everything. Uh, we spread it out, and it'll be basically little tournaments all over the place 
and we'll start here. It'll end here. There'll be games here, but it'll uh, it'll be a little bit everywhere. So uh, that way, it's a little more fair for everybody. The smaller bars can get a hold of stuff. It should be good. Mm. Now, that's all I have for Dart League. How about that? All right. So y'all want to talk about something else? Of course you do. Let's discuss the biggest event in the world that's about to happen. It starts this Sunday, the World Cup. All right? Now, I'm going to help y'all out a little bit here. I don't know if y'all done your brackets yet. We do have a bracket challenge. I've sent most of you a link. If you do not have the link and you want to enter the bracket challenge, text me, DM me, whatever. I'll send you the link to it. But, uh... It, and, and the reason I did it on MLS.com was because they're the only ones that had a bracket challenge that I could make groups. Like Fox has a bracket challenge, but you're just entered in there with everybody and you can't make a group. So that way uh, you got a group for it, but it'll be fun. Starting at 10 a.m. this Sunday morning, this coming Sunday. It's always the host country that plays first. And uh, I'm going to go through each group, then I'll go back and we'll go through some of the games uh, this weekend. And the USA on Monday, by the way, 1 p.m., the uh, <laughs> Unique will be open by 10 a.m. every day, November 20th through December 18th, okay? And we'll be open that early. For the World Cup. That's it. That's why we're doing it. So I hope to see a lot of y'all here. Um, but that's just uh, one of the things. I'll tell y'all right now. I've been texting a little bit with Gulf. Not really happy with them this morning. Shocking. Uh, but. They, uh, they called me early. I've asked everybody. Don't call me before noon. Please don't call me before noon. And. They called me early, and I was like, oh, I'll be there you know, right at noon, like every day. And then they text their other guy. He texts me, hey, man, could you please get there before noon? So I get up, and I hurry on up here. All right, at 11, I text him, I'm on the way. And I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have, but I did. And I went in and texted Adam. So I was like, hey, man, I know you all got to work for you today. I'm on the way to bar. He goes, okay, how long do you be there? I was like, seven minutes and 16 seconds. He was like, that's oddly specific. I, it was accurate. And uh, I pulled up, and uh, Adam's just standing there outside waiting on me. At 11.16, I text Gulf, hey, guys, I'm here. Has I been here? Hey, guys, I'm here. Where y'all at? 11.48, they walked in the door. 11.51, they were done working me and gone. I guess those nine minutes, those ten minutes were precious to that company. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. Back to where we're at. That won't be an issue for the next month. Because like I say, we'll be open 10 a.m. Right? 10 a.m. Oh, wow. That's early. That's, that's, that's a lot of hours. So, 10 a.m. till 2 a.m. every day. If you're not getting your drinks in, that's on you, bro. Um, group A, the host country, Qatar, Ecuador, Netherlands, the Dutch, 
and Senegal. That's the group. All right. Now, I like the Dutch to win this group. Defensively, they're, they're sound. They're still searching for a goalkeeper a little bit, but I like them. And I really like Louis van Gaal because he has been openly criticizing Qatar hosting this World Cup. 9,000 people killed. Slave labor that was used. He's talking about that. If you've seen the crop in the tenth city, the beer prices, they wanted to limit the number of beers that you were going to be able to buy. And their their government, that actually makes ours look you know, okay, uh, one of the few out there. But uh, they uh, they wanted to limit the number of beers that they could drink. No, like, well, there's no way to really do that. You know, we can't just have people at every bar counting the number of beers each person drinks. So they put these ridiculous taxes on them. The average cost of a beer normally in Qatar at bars and stuff is around $11 a beer, U.S. Yeah, for the World Cup, it's going to be $92 a beer. You heard me. $92 per beer. Wow. Wow. That way to take care of your local vendors there, government. In order to uh, get your pass to come into the country, you uh, you have to book everything through their government, including their hotels. And they make you book a minimum of three nights. You can't stay in Saudi Arabia and fly in and go to the game and leave. Or you can, but you're paying for a hotel room there for three days. And... Some of the places they have set up, if you haven't seen it, it's Tent City. It's it's literally like tents all connected together with like two little little single beds in it. Oh, if you're caught having premarital sex, yeah, you're going to jail. They're going to have people out policing for that harm. They've already said that. Their laws will be strictly enforced. And when they were questioned by any of the reporters about it, they got mad. Like, mad, mad. And so, um, anyway. I like that the Dutch coach is actually speaking out. And he's in their group. So they're going to play each other. And that's awesome. I love that. Uh, Senegal I have coming in second in this group. Um, Senegal is a uh, is a good team. If Mane, I've heard he's knocked up. That he's a little injured. But uh, he's definitely the, the big stud. But they've been good. They've been good in the African Cups. I like them. Uh, Qatar actually have coming in third because Ecuador uh, was accused of playing some illegal players, ineligible players, in their qualifying. And so with their roster, apparently they've left a lot of those guys off of their roster. And uh, that's going to, you know, it messes with things. And so I, I've got them coming in. I mean, they're the least intimidating South American side there is. All right? They lost six of 18 qualifiers. They barely got in ahead of Chile. And, like I say, they used to be legal players to do it. Um, I have I have no faith in Ecuador doing anything in this. Um, group B. Oh, this is an interesting group, isn't it? Because you got England. And Iran and Wales and the United States of America. Welcome back to the Cup, boys. It's been a minute. About eight years. <coughs> yeah, so we're back. You know, politically, I've been told there's a little bit of history 
between the U.S. and these other countries. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a history major. I have to, you know, get B.O. on here or something. Yeah, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about it. But I do recall something around 1776, and I heard a few things about Iran. And Wales is a country, and my favorite part of them is if you never saw the NBC English Premier League commercials, um. With uh, the coach, uh, Ted, uh, take it. Uh, anyway, the, the American football coach goes to England and now he has it. Ted Lasso, thank you. Thank you. Memory. There's nobody else in the building. Uh, it's 1220 a.m. But, uh, or p.m. 1220 p.m., sorry. Anyway, there's nobody else here. Uh, England. But uh, in, in the commercial, he goes, Who's that? Christian Bale. Where's he from? Wales. Is that another country? Yes. How many countries are in this country? Four. <laughs> that's that's one of my lovely, lovely. Mm. All right. To the nuts and bolts of it, England's good. They're very good. They are one of the uh, potential teams to win this cup. All right. But they have not done their best against the U.S. all time. All right, let's remember the 2010, the 1-1 draw, 1950 when we beat them 1-0. They have another best against the U.S. Uh, Southgate criticized a little bit for his selections uh, and his players, but after reaching the semifinals four years ago in the final of the Euro in 2020, it's hard not to have them as a realistic contender, as a favorite. I like England. I know some other soccer friends like them. Uh, I, I've got them winning the group. I do think the U.S. can get out of the group in second. And getting out of this group in second place is a successful World Cup. Remember, we weren't there four years ago. We have one of the youngest teams in the World Cup. I loved our roster selection of take a bunch of young guys to this cup, okay? Because in 2026, we're hosting this bad boy, okay? We're hosting it. And we got to be ready for it. We got to be ready for that one. All right. On that one, we need to be a legitimate contender. And the young guys getting the reps, getting to see it. And I mean, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney. These are all regular players on big European clubs. All right. We're getting some talent, we're getting some players. If Nick Saban walks away from Alabama and takes over Team USA, we will win the cup in 2026. You write that down right now. That's a fact. Fact. Anyway. We qualified comfortably enough. Uh, yeah, we were we were that was all fine. Um, in these, we start out with Wales. Wales does have Christian Bale. <laughs> um They had to go through the extra stuff and, and get through Scotland and Ukraine and all that. Uh, then the other teams that are in this group uh, or the other team in this group, Iran. Okay. Iran's only won two games in the World Cup. Ever. But one of them was against the U.S. in 1998. In fact, we've never beat Iran. <laughs> and there is some extreme heavy pressure on the players from Iran 
to do well, whether they're playing the British sides or the U.S. All right. And let me, uh, you know what? They got a they got a Croatian coach, uh, Dragan. I can't say his last name. Skocic, I think. Uh, Iran's been rather. They they've been solid, not spectacular, but they've been solid in ten games. In their in their second uh, group stage of qualifying, they gave up 15 goals. That's it, just 15 goals. Um, I'm sorry, they scored just 15 goals in 10 games, but they only gave up four. They play solid. They play defensive minded. Um, they are they are a sit back team. They want to play at low scoring. They want to keep it tight, and that's going to be that's the third match of our group. I think that's going to be a huge match. I think the U.S. is going to beat Wales. If we get a draw with England and have four points going into that, oh, buddy. Mm. Hopefully, Iran is in desperation and needing points in that game as well. Because if they are, they have to open everything up and they have to come forward, they're going to have a tough time. Yeah, that's not their comfort zone. They like to play you standing up defense first. All right, Group C. All right, listen, when you're filling out your groups, let me give you this advice. Don't overthink it, all right? Go with the big dogs. Going back to, like, 1960, there's only six different countries that have won World Cups, all right? So know that and stick with the big dogs. This in the NCAA tournament where Cinderella goes dancing and knocks everybody off. This is the World Cup. And another huge advantage that some of these countries will have, that like the U.S., this is a hindrance to us. We only have about a week, week and a half to prepare once we get our team together. Our players don't all play together all the time. Those teams that play together all the time are more of a team. Look back at who's won these. When Germany won it in Brazil, that was Bayern Munich's team. When Spain won it in... Uh, South Africa, that was a combination of Barcelona and Real Madrid. You know, hmm. when Brazil was so dominant back in the day, that was Santos' team. Like, literally, like 16 guys off Santos. Hmm. Dr. Pepper, welcome back. <clears throat> anyway, so... Look at those teams that do get to play together a lot. And the players get to play together or against each other a lot. They know each other better. They're more of a cohesive unit. That's a that's a you know a big thing for the US is that we don't have that. Um, now group C. Argentina, Mexico, Poland, Saudi Arabia. That's the order they're gonna finish. Argentina's good. They got Messi, he's gonna want it. Don't worry about any curses or any of that. So Argentina team's good. Mexico always finds a way out of the group. Traditionally, they get out. They get knocked out in the round of 16. Uh, I think Poland and Lewandowski, they're going to come in third of the group. Saudi Arabia, they're getting knocked out. Uh, I'm going to speed through these a little bit now. Group, group D, France, your defending champion. Australia, Tunisia, and Denmark. Giving France to win the group. Denmark to come in second. I'm going to go Australia ahead of Tunisia. Um... And that one I went back and forth on in third and fourth. But the important thing is to get the top two right. And 
even though France uh, won it last time, I think uh, I think they get out of the group and they win the group. They've got some injuries. they got more guys getting injured now. But their second team is good enough to get out of this group. Mm. So deep, so much talent. And if you don't like Mbappe, something's wrong with you. Uh, then you got Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Are you kidding me? Spain and Germany, they're together? Mm. I wonder who Japan will team up with. Anyway, sorry, that's a that, oh, that's history. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, the, I think that Germany is, is the class of this. I think Germany wins the group. I got Spain coming in second. Uh, the other two teams, they're, they're not bad teams. Costa Rica and Japan, these are both good teams, and they could affect the outcome by stealing a draw here or there. Uh, or, or even a win, but I mean, let's be honest. They, you got in a bad group, guys. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, group F, you got Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Now, Belgium, the gold gold generation is looking old now. That gold generation got a little old, but they still qualified undefeated. Kevin De Bruyne is still one of the best midfielders in the world. In the world. There's questions about Lukaku's form, and biggest issues are in the back, you know, uh, where they have a combined age of like 68 between two players. Um, Alderweireld and Vertonen. Uh, uh, but uh, anyway, they uh, their questions are in the back. And let me tell you, those questions are going to burn them in one game, but they're still going to win the group. They're still going to win the group. And you know who's coming in second in the group? Oh, Canada. Who qualified tops out of CONCACAF, out of our group. Canada's getting out of the group. Croatia. Oh, everybody loves Croatia. Blah, blah, blah. They're very well balanced. Uh, Croatia, they got kind of a kind drawing and qualifying. And the runner-up from four years ago, they're, remained, uh, they're, they're still a dangerous team. They were the runner-up of the World Cup four years ago. Luka Modric, Luka Modric is still ridiculous. But the key players, I think, are just getting so old. They're too old for me. And watch Canada pull this upset, boys. Alright? CONCACAF's making a statement. Canada comes in second. Croatia does not advance. Morocco, they're in chaos, man. They're on the... Uh, they, they, they keep changing coaches. Change coaches three or four times through qualifying and stuff. Um, they're like the best attacking side in the African Cup for a while, uh, but then they got caught up in uh, with Egypt, and Egypt messed them up. Uh, they're all feuding with each other. There's a lot of problems there. They're t I, I, no, they're coming in last. Um, Group G. This is Brazil and three other teams, and that's what this group is. Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, Cameroon. Shut up. There's only been... This is the second time in Asian country. And for those of you that don't have a map, yes, Qatar is an Asian country. Uh, <laughs> it's only the second time an Asian country has hosted the World Cup. The other time was 2002 when it was in South Korea slash Japan. And guess who won that one? Brazil. Mm, that was also the last time somebody other than a European country won the World Cup. It's been all Europe since then, with Italy in 06, Spain in 10, 
uh, Germany and then France. But anyway, uh, Brazil's good. They're good. I could go through all their players, and we could go through that roster, and I could do a three-hour show on how talented Brazil is. Brazil's winning this group. Switzerland, I have coming in second, Cameroon third, Serbia fourth. Um, you know, there's some different things in there as far as to why. Um, I really like uh, Switzerland to to come out for a couple of different reasons. And one of them is they finally changed coaches. And after and they have a coach like seven years, which is incredibly long for, uh, for soccer. But they finally changed coaches. And since uh, Jakin has come in, he, he's, he, you know, he was unbeaten until he lost to uh, England in a friendly. But uh, he, he started out hot with them, and he's found it again. Cameroon, uh, they present a little bit of a threat there. You watch them get outplayed by Algeria and some of the other African sides. Kind of maybe lose faith in them. But uh, I'm definitely going, going with uh, Brazil and then Switzerland to get out of this group. In Group H, Portugal. They got this guy called Cristiano Ronaldo. You might have heard of him. Well, he's there. Ghana. Uruguay. The winners of the first ever World Cup, 1930. And they were the hosts. And the Korean Republic. James, that's where you're from, right? I don't know. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> Sometimes I have jokes that aren't funny. Uh, group H is arguably the most intriguing, balanced in competition. Portugal's another team whose qualities have come to feel increasingly ill-served by its coach. And uh, they're, they're packed with attacking quality. Where, you know, even if Cristiano is getting older, they have so many other players that you feel like could... could Really step up and be good. Portugal won one game in Euro 2020. And I think that's an indication of the potential problems they're going to face in this cup. I don't think they do well. I think Cristiano leaves very sad. I think he's at the end of his career. And he should be happy to be there and enjoy the moment. Because they're not going to do well. Uruguay. Uruguay. They changed their coach uh, last year. And... Yeah, he had been in charge for 15 years. Yeah, I talked about seven being a long time. But they reshaped, the, uh, they reshaped the structure of their country's coaching from the youth development all the way up. They won a Copa America, uh, led inside of the World Cup semis. But the sense of staleness had taken hold. They had to make the change. He had done so much for them. Uh, then they have four wins in four games under his replacement. And everybody went, yep. They finished third in Cambio qualifying. That's not bad when you remember that Brazil and Argentina are the ones that finished ahead of him. Uh, so look out for them. South Korea. They qualified convincingly. Convincingly. From, you know, they actually have a former Portugal coach in Paulo Bento who won uh, 7 out of 10 or whatever with them in qualifying. Uh, did really well. The South Korean team is a dangerous, dangerous team. Ghana is the one of the more difficult teams to assess and break down uh, in their group of the African nations, uh, African Cup of Nations. They 
kind of limped through qualifying. They needed a questionable penalty against South Africa to top its group before any away goals went uh, before the away goals of what won over Nigeria in the playoff. Otto Adu was uh, placed in temporary charge for that playoff, and you know they they've had a lot of things going on there. Uh, it may feel hard to to prove their point, but to argue for Ghana, I think it's going to be really difficult to do in this group. I'm going to go with Uruguay to win the group and South Korea to come in second. And that is that is bold. Most people are going to have Portugal in their top two. I, I think Portugal's in third. They could get through. But they're going to need Cristiano to lose like seven years off of his life in order to do it. So there's your groups, all right? So now that you got the groups and we're through the group standings, let's take a look real quick. Man, I'm really pushing the time here today. This week, you know we're going to get to college football. You know we will. You just got to stay with me. Nice, stop fast forwarding. Stop fast forwarding. Calm down. Listen to the World Cup, son. You and Sweatman both. I'll tell you, boy. Hmm. You're going to learn today. Uh, on Sunday, you've got Qatar against Ecuador. <laughs> I told y'all I don't have a lot of faith in Ecuador, and they're actually favored in this game. They're plus 135. Qatar's plus 235. The draw's plus 210. The over-under's at two. I'll take the draw, and I'll take the under. I, I can see 0-0, maybe 1-0. I'm taking uh, the draw and the under. On Monday, November 21st, 7 a.m. I'm not opening for that. Don't you call me. I'm watching it at home in bed. You are not invited. Alright, one of you might be, but they're probably not listening. Anyway, um, Iran and England. <laughs> I almost listen to things. I, should, I gotta stop talking. No, I gotta keep talking. It's a podcast. Uh, Iran against England. England's minus 280 in this game. Iran's plus 950. Uh, the over-under is at two, two and a half, and the under's favored here. But, no, it's England. It's England all day. Uh, then at 10 a.m., you get the Netherlands, the Dutch, and Senegal. The Dutch are minus 165. Senegal plus 495. Draw plus 290. Give me the Dutch minus 165. Give me the over of two, two and a half. Dutch, baby. Oh, and then at 1 p.m. on Monday afternoon... The world stops, the country stops, as the United States of America take on Wales. Look, this is going to be a fun game. Uh, the U.S. is plus 160, Wales plus 200, the draws plus 205. Give me the United States of America. Give me the over of two, USA two, maybe three, maybe three. Wales one, USA. It's going to be 1-1 one, at one the half, by the way. It's going to be 1-1 one, at one the half. U.S. is going to score, I think, Tim Way. Tim Wade will be your man of the match. He ends up with two goals, both in the second half. USA 3, Wales 1. Tuesday, uh, November 22nd, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, same person invited the house, somebody else. Uh, Argentina is minus 595. Saudi Arabia is plus 1,595. Do not waste your money. Do not do that. The draws plus 620. Again, you're wasting the money. It's Argentina. It's the over. The over is two and a half, three. Argentina over. Boom. Let's move on. 7 a.m. Tunisia, Denmark. 
Denmark's minus 215. Tunisia plus 660. The draws plus 325. It's Denmark and the over in that one too. Um, Poland against Mexico. Oh, doctor. Oh, doctor. Poland is plus... This is 10 a.m. on Tuesday, by the way. Poland is plus 175. Mexico, plus 175. The draw, plus 210. The over-under, two. Give me the over of two. And give me the draw. I'm looking one-one draw in this match, all right? I think these two are going to be battling for uh, second place in that group. And it's going to be a tough battle. If anybody, I'm taking Mexico. Because if any, history tells me that uh, they do well in the group. And so, but I, I'm leaning towards Mexico a little bit, but I'm with the draw right now. The draw and the over. Uh, Australia against France. Australia plus uh, 1,020. France minus 390. There's a reason for that. The draw is plus 500. Don't overthink it. It's France. It's the over. Mbappe, Benzema. Those boys are still running up top. I know they got some issues on the back end with injuries. Doesn't matter. France. And the over is two and a half, three for a reason. They're going to score a lot. Mm. Wednesday, Croatia against Morocco. Croatia is uh, plus 100. Uh, we're taking them. We're taking the over of two. Japan, Germany. Germany minus 200. Thank you. They're dropping bombs on Japan that they haven't seen since. Oh, yeah. I should stop doing that. Uh, it's a blitzkrieg. Germany and the over of two and a half, three. Um, Costa Rica, Spain. Spain is a huge favorite, minus 640. Mm, the Tikas, man, at plus 1,830. That's tough to pass up, but I got to take Spain. You got to go with the winner. Uh, over, and a, over is two and a half, three. I'm not touching that. Canada, Belgium, one o'clock that afternoon. That'll be a good one. Uh, Belgium. Minus 210, Canada plus 550. Over under, 2.3. Look out here. Look out with this one, all right? That draw is plus 355. I kind of like that draw just because of the odds. Uh, I don't like... Uh, I don't like laying minus 210 with Belgium against this Canada squad that I think is undervalued, all right? I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop right there. That takes you through Wednesday. I'm going to stop on picking those games. I am going to tell you... You can wager on the groups and who's going to win the groups. Odds-wise, you can get some ridiculous odds. Like, if you think Mexico's going to win their group, you know, they, you're getting good odds on that. Uh, France, yeah, you're going to have to lay some odds on that. Um, but you can, you can take those. I'm going to real quick, real, 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 real quick, give you the World Cup odds to win the World Cup, all right? Now, this is to win the World Cup. Brazil's plus 400. That's my pick. That's who I have winning it. All right? But I don't like plus 400. Mm. I'm still taking it because I think they're going to win it. Argentina's plus 550. Nah. England. Oh, I'm sorry. France plus 600. You're defending champions. You haven't seen back-to-back -back in a long time. I'm going to pass on that. England, plus 800, that's some good odds. Keon, I see why you like England. I'll take that too. I'll take England. Spain, plus 850. Okay, okay, that's decent. Germany, plus 1,000, that's better. Give me the Germans, plus 1,000. All right? 
The Dutch plus 1,200. I think they got a good group to easily get out of. They win their group. They'll get second place out of our group, which, as I told you, I think will be the U.S. So that right there puts them into the round of eight. Oh, but then it gets really tough. Louis Van Gaal, I like you as a coach. Used to coach United. But I, I feel like I'm wasting money at that point. Portugal plus 1,400, no. Belgium, 1,600, no. Denmark, 2,800. Uruguay plus 4,000. Croatia plus 5,000. Serbia plus 8,000. Switzerland, 10,000. Senegal, 12,500. Mexico, plus 15,000. The United States, plus 15,000. Portugal, I right, Portugal. Poland, plus 15,000. Ecuador, plus 15,000. Canada, 20,000. Canada won our group. Canada beat us. Why are their odds worse than ours? That don't make sense. Wales, plus 20,000. Morocco, plus 20,000. Cameroon, plus 25,000. There are your World Cup odds for winning it. Look, keep it simple. When you put out the bracket, six teams. Six teams have won it, all right? Real quick, let me give you the NFL. Normally, I have about eight teams right now that I think can win the NFL. This year, here are your Super Bowl contenders, all right? It's Buffalo Bills. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Kansas City Chiefs. San Francisco. They're missing about five key guys right now. When they get healthy, that team's really, really good. Cincinnati, you got to put in there. Outliers that have a shot, Dallas Cowboys, Minnesota Vikings. For some reason, Baltimore. I don't know why, but I've got Baltimore. And they need to really step it up. And I'm not counting out TB12 and, and, and Tampa because that division is so bad that they're still going to get in the playoffs. And then look out. So there it is. Those are your NFL teams that I think could possibly win the Super Bowl. If you're looking at any futures bets, there you go. Now, mm, normally at this juncture of the season, I would have so much more. You know, so many more teams involved in that. But this year, no. No, not at all. All right. Let's jump over to college football and make some picks. All right, y'all ready? Some of these I don't have a line on yet. I'm just going to tell you, you're not going to have it until that morning. Like Alabama's playing Austin P. Uh, no, there wasn't a I didn't look this morning. I looked last night. But, yeah, it's, it's Bama. They're going to beat the crap out of them. Mississippi State plays ETSU. You know, three and seven ETSU. State's going to drag them. Um, their receivers are actually going to catch the ball. A&M's playing UMass. A&M's a 33-and-a-half point favorite against UMass. I'm going to take the points there. How uh, <laughs> can I bet on A&M right now? Uh, even though one of their players is called out LSU, tell them how they're going to upset them. All right, calm down. Uh, Florida Vandy. You got it. Uh, Florida's a 14-point favorite. Vandy coming off their first SEC win in over 1,000 days. There's something 32, 36 straight losses, whatever it was. Mm. Yeah, give me Florida. Uh, Georgia, Kentucky, are you kidding me? Georgia's a 22.5-point favorite. Georgia's the best team in the country for a reason. Georgia can win this game by as many as they want. The game is at Kentucky. Be careful up there in Lexington. They lull you to sleep with their little stadium and their little crowd. 
be be careful. Basketball season started. They're gonna be focused on that. Be careful. Twenty two and a half. Don't let that hook get you. But I like Georgia. Um, Auburn's hosting Western Kentucky. The Cadillac. Their fans are all in on him, and yeah, they're up to four and six. They're gonna win this game. They're gonna win this game. They're gonna cover the spread. They're only a five and a half point favorite. Give me, give me, uh, give me Auburn. They're all in on their boy, and I love it. You know why? Because that means they're gonna bring more fans here to the Iron Bowl, and I will happily take your money. Um, and then we're gonna whip that, yeah, tail. What'd you think I was gonna say? Uh, Tennessee against South Carolina. Tennessee's nine and one. They're they're fighting for a playoff spot still. They know Michigan and Ohio State play each other. They're sitting there on that bubble. Um. They're a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. You saw them run it up last week. I think they do it again. Beaver ball, sorry. Give me Tennessee. Ole Miss at Arkansas. Ole Miss is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the lane train was not happy after losing last week. He wasn't happy with the questions from the media. He wasn't happy. Arkansas, you don't get that up. I don't know if K.J. Jefferson will be back or not, but y'all should have beat LSU last week. You don't get it up. You get don't get it up again. Ole Miss. Arkansas continues to disappoint, sending five and five. They're gonna go to five and six. They need that game for a bowl. Anyway, uh, New Mexico State against Missouri. This is four and five against four and six. They're both trash, and Missouri's a twenty-nine point favorite. I'll take the points with New Mexico State. I don't trust Missouri. UAB against LSU. Oh, doctor. Well, looky here at what we have. We got a good old-fashioned five and five UAB. Against 8-2 LSU, are you kidding me? Come on. Come on, UAB. One time. One time. All right. Man up. One time. Handle it. Knock those punks out. Nobody, 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 nobody is pulling for LSU ever. No one should. Come on. Y'all know where we're at here. Anyway. Let's take a look around the country real quick. Hmm. Or I could get it off the SEC and go to the top 25 like I just pushed. There you go. Thank you. Um, Navy against UCF. Uh, you got to like uh, UCF here. Gus Malzahn's got them rolling down there. They're 16-point favorite. Coming off that big win against Tulane. And you know what? I like that Gus Malzahn and UCF seem like a perfect fit. A team and a coach I hate. But right now I'm pulling for both of them. Just because I want the Auburn fans to have to see that. Tulane, like I say, sitting there eight and two. They get SMU. Tulane's a three and a half point favorite. Tulane bounces back. They win that. They cover that. TCU, my dogs from before the season. I got them at plus seven thousand to win the Natty. I don't need them to win the Natty. I need them to get to the Natty. And a big hurdle on that is this week at Baylor. TCU's a two and a half point favorite. Baylor six and four. TCU got to handle business. All right, you're coming off that big win against Texas. That everybody said you were going to lose and you won it. No letdowns. No letdowns. Focus. Let's go. Illinois, 7 and 3. Michigan, 10 and 0. Michigan's 18 point favorite. Low scoring game here. I like the under, but I like Michigan. Uh, Florida State, 7 and 3. Louisiana, uh, 5 and 5. Give me Florida State covering the 24 because why not? K State, West Virginia. Uh, this game's at West Virginia. I like West Virginia to cover the 7.5. I think it's going to be a good game. K-State's much better at home. 
But K-State, I think, will get out of there with a win. Um, Oregon State is 7-3. Uh, Arizona State, 3-7. Oregon State is an 8-point favorite. Yep, I see why. Give me Oregon State. Notre Dame, they've come alive. They're 7-3. Um, 21-point favorite. Sees about white. I like the, I like the Irish. Um, Ohio State against Maryland. 27 and a half seems like a lot, but if you watch Maryland get the crap beat out of them in their last big game, you kind of go, yeah, I get it. Ohio State. Uh, Penn State is 8 and 2. Playing Rutgers. Penn State's a 19 point favorite. Penn State hasn't been great against the spread. I don't like this game at all. This is going to be a DNT. Do not touch the week. Miami, you are overrated coming into the season. You're 5 and 5 now. Clemson's sitting there at 9 and 1. Clemson, a 19-point favorite. Give me the Tigers of Clemson. NC State, 7-3 against 6-4 Louisville. This is at Louisville. Louisville's a four-point favorite. Ding, 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 ding. Everybody, wake up. Look, pay attention. Pay attention. We got a ranked team against an unranked team and an unranked team favorite. Give me Louisville minus the four. I know. I know. A couple of those missed last week. But you know what? We're playing the percentages, playing the odds. Pay attention. Uh, that's what we always talk about, playing the odds. Cincinnati against Temple. Cincinnati's 8-2. Temple's 3-7. Cincinnati is 17-point favorite. I like Cincinnati big in that one. Go Bearcats. Um, North Carolina, 9-1, hosted Georgia Tech. They're only a 21-point favorite. I thought that one should be around 28-29. to 29. Give me North Carolina. Raise up. Keep your shirt on. It's cold outside. Um, and you might want to put a jacket on. Uh, Oklahoma State against Oklahoma. Oklahoma State is 7-3. Oklahoma's 5-5. Five five. Oklahoma is a 7.5-point favorite. Hey, y'all look up. Oklahoma, 5-5, five 7.5-point five, favorite. Oh, doctor, give me the boys from Oklahoma. The Sooners, the Sooners, the Sooners. Cowboy up. Nope, I don't believe in you. Cowboys go down. Oklahoma wins this game. Oh, give me the over. Give me the over in that game. USC, UCLA. Hold everything. USC is sitting at 9-1, and one, and they got an outside shot at making the playoffs. They win that Pac-12. UCLA, 8-2 after their terrible loss last week when you donkeyed it up in Arizona. They got to bounce back. Can they spoil USC season? Were they looking ahead? I think USC is a better team. Brian, you listening? I know you're listening. Could you enjoy all the World Cup stuff? And you're waiting on me to talk about USC. Uh, here we are. USC's a two-and-a-half-point favorite because USC's going to win and cover. Fight on, fight on, fight on. This was for Keyshawn. Um, Colorado against Washington. Uh, Washington's 8-2. and two. Now They're a 31-point favorite here. That's because Colorado's not good. They're 1-9. Give me Washington. By the way, I didn't give you the line on that LSU. LSU's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite against UAB. Uh, and we're all pulling for you, UAB. But we don't believe in you. Uh, we 100% believe that you know, LSU's going to win and cover. Uh, but we hope not. We hope not. Um, Utah against Oregon. This is a fun game here. Uh, Oregon was my preseason pick. Utah. Uh, Utah was my preseason pick. Oregon. They're now 8-2, coming off that loss last week. Uh, the, the question is, can they bounce back? you got to look at 
yeah, numbers or anything here. Utah's a two-point favorite. Give me Utah. I think they're the better team. Bo Nitt's going to throw a couple more picks, get them to a the worse bowl game than what they thought they were going to be in just a week ago. But, uh, I, yeah, I don't like Oregon. Uh, I like Utah. Utah in that game. So there you go. There's your picks. Guys, sorry the time ran a little longer today, but you knew we had to do it. You knew we had to. And don't worry, when you tune in next week, when I'm going, it'll be a little earlier in the week. Probably going to be around Wednesday. Because that way, we'll have seen the USA play. We're going to see a lot of them. And we're going to be ready for Friday's game. Because next Friday, Black Friday, USA versus England, 1 p.m., right here at Unique. You can come watch it all. Beers are not $92 each. Cutting you a deal. I'm going to do $80. $80 a beer. Cutting you a huge deal. No, honestly, uh, it'll be happy on prices like three bucks, you know, $8 pitchers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, we will be open Thanksgiving. I will be doing my normal Thanksgiving of cooking the turkey, the ham, the dressing, everything, putting it all out, buffet style, open to anyone. Come join us. Friendsgiving at Unique. Everybody come have a good time. A lot of service industry people will be here because most bars, they have to be back to work for Friday and Saturday, Black Friday and Iron Bowl. Me, being the loving boss that I am, have allowed myself the option of taking off and going home to be with their families and stuff or working. And way more of them took off than I thought they would. So I got to stop doing that. But uh, <laughs> fortunately, I have some uh, some key ingredients, some key players that they they like money and they want to be here, so they'll be working and we'll be good to go. But uh, and we're not a big place, so I don't require fifty people, you know, to cover a shift. Anyway, guys, that is my time. Uh, the NHL is going, NCAA college basketball is going. Crimson Tide sitting at three and zero. Hey, we can shoot the block, baby. Keep an eye out. We'll get into college basketball later. But right now, we're all focused on college football, the World Cup, NFL. The other season is just getting started. All right, so these are, these are the big ones going. Um, anyway, a little, little MLB free agency. Paid attention to a little bit of that. Watching the Cubs miss out on all kinds of players like normal. Guys, that is my time. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'll leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. But when you get married... Make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Cole.